This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast, and we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie, Eric Siska. What is that movie? Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) It is the Santa Claus, the original film. Not Either way, is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen (laughs) finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're going to be talking all about it on December 7th, which is a day that will live in infamy at the White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're to yeah. the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City. And this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help That's out right. with rent-a-cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal, gang. Only wherever Steve's <laughs> legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue, and it's really close to the train. If you're like you're in the, in the city or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, the path train's not too far, right? path train's a, a stone's throw away. A Eric. stone's throw, folks. Come on out the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the people you can The beloved Halloween spooktacular returns to talk about Oh, what's that say? Oh, Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. Oh, fuck me. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Cabinbite. (laughs) Eric Siska. If there was ever a call for an Eric Siska bite. (laughs) I don't want to be a centipede. (laughs) And we hate movies. We all go a little mad sometimes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Sometimes. That is what I... Zombies have entered the building. They're at the door. They're coming in. It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. They're coming to get you, Barbara. He's sick for fuck's sake. He's seen one too many movies. Now, Sid, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. What the fucking motion in the back? What an excellent day for an exorcism. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in. As always, this is it, gang. The 2018 Spooktacular is now on. I just want for one time, like, there's going to be a big shot movie producer who listens to this show, and he's like, you know that one guy, that Chris Cabin, was, that Chris Cabinobite was the best one. I want to give him a million dollar check, 
And he lists the whole thing. He says, well, I can't find this Chris Cabana bite. I guess I'll burn this million dollar check. <laughs> sir, sir, sir. <laughs> no, but that's a, it's a, it's a joke name. It's I would purposely always pronounce that Cabino bite, though. How cool does that sound? <laughs> uh, we are talking about Hellraiser 3, colon, Hell on Earth from 1992, directed by Anthony Hickox. I love names like that because it just sounds like Hiccup. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, just worry. to bully this guy's name a little bit up so, top. Someone will tweet us and say it's pronounced Hickox. Hickox. Well, no, I, I, do think, I do think you get an extra point if you're a horror director with an X in your name. Yes, yeah, that's, that's pretty true. boss. <laughs> it is pretty boss, man. And what X's in horror, what, is that, what does that signify? Is that like a cross or something? Or oh, it, danger. What, what, yeah. oh, like, oh, oh, like the mystery. Po- like the poison bottles. Well, well, no, much like the, the poison bottles. They yes. have the X gene, much like the X Men. Oh, <laughs> nice. And also the uh, fine line between horror and pornography. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Oh, that's the finest of lines. If you can find it. Uh, so I will say up top, I'm not, and I think I've made this abundantly clear on the air over the years, I'm not what you'd call a quote-unquote fan of this franchise. I don't like well, these movies. Well, that's because it sucks. Yeah. But uh, even, well, uh, like, I understand where people will say, like, oh, even the first one, what, I mean, I just, I don't like the whole, th- I don't like watching people get Blade, man. Yeah, I, I'm kind of there. I actually think the first one's totally fine and uh-huh. almost even like a good movie. Uh-huh. It's just kind of not for me. Like it's it's, it's totally. Yeah. I think yeah. it's I think it's good. Actually, it's I, okay I, to like a fucking franchise. No, Let's I think put it that I way. Think, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go on the record. The first one's good. The rest are not. Uh, yeah, the first one's got the best like narrative. It yes, feels more like most, a real horror movie. Yeah, like a movie. I, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, it is like a movie. Like like Steve, I'll be I'll be honest. Okay, the nun are great. Uh, and, uh, the rest are garbage. Oh, you liked the nun? The nun. You saw I, uh, the nun, bro? No, no not the oh, nun. N O N E. Oh, I see what Chris Cabin was going. The absence of these movies. I, I like thought that. he was talking about newly, terrifyingly released film, The Nun. There's a there's a Netflix knockoff nun, I think, or maybe it's on Amazon. It's one of those like it's an you, asylum. Piece yeah, it's like, like, oh, you can't ca- you can't copyright a religious outfit. Gotcha. And it's just straight up. It's a scary nun? nun, or it's like yeah, something like that. You yeah. fucking scumbags. Yeah. So you know, I got a question about this franchise sure i don't think it makes much sense Uh (laughs) because it's like okay lucifer falls right we got that boom check there you go we got a timeline we're we're staying way back there where's the foundation of hell prologue if we're starting there i'm gonna run a whiteboard over here yeah okay established (laughs) year zero or is it one i don't know whatever christ died wait no no he's not related to this no he's not he's like a cousin kissing cousin okay so Lucifer Falls. Yeah, sure. Where do they get all these fucking like chains and puzzle boxes already? Like, no, wouldn't it be like ropes? Well, as we're in, like, told, the early days, like in that era, right? Would, would, well, would a Cenobite show up and like shoot ropes at you? Are you just forgetting Hell's Industrial Period? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, mean <laughs> over the years they have this built is up. What I mean, all this it takes is mean. one crooked blacksmith to get damned, and now we're making chains. I know, but this is like this is like Industrial Revolution stuff. I gotta say. Uh, if you jump one sequel ahead, I think whatever mm-hmm. the one is where it's like multiple time periods. That is the next, the next one. one. Uh, Bloodline, I believe. In yep. that one, you are shown the construction of like the original puzzle box or whatever. Okay, oh, and it's really? this motherfucker just carving shit out of wood, and it's kind of funny because like it's this dude like blood, sweat, and tears, like, crafting this puzzle oh, box this or whatever. This was an evil tree I cut down. <laughs> and it's awesome because, like, his wife comes in and he's like, it's done! <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's it? And this dude is so insulted, it's fucking hilarious. But it was originally made out of wood. 
That's oh, crazy. So yeah. now did someone... Like George Washington's teeth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like back then. <laughs> George Washington had Hellraiser puzzle boxes for teeth. Oh, dude, the Cenobites got Martha. Don't worry about it. <laughs> back in that era, like a Cenobite would just like suffocate you with hay or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> suffocated with hay. Benedict oh, God. Arnold was definitely a Cenobite. And oh, they totally. were just like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. No, 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 no. We're not going to tell everyone about the Cenobites. This is a, this is a war. It's a tense situation. Cenobites are just could traitors. You, They're just traitors. Uh, 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 Benedict, could you take your leather outfit off and put on this? Okay, you put it on over it. That's fine. No, that's fine too. Yeah, either, either, whatever. <laughs> He's got like a tri-corner hat, like like melded into his skull. <laughs> yeah, all we've got is paper and cloth here, buddy. I don't know what you're looking for. So, I mean, the first, I mean, this Cenobite. I mean, I don't know if you've seen a Hellraiser movie or not. Hellraiser, Hell, uh, oh, Paul Riser in Hellraiser. Oh, what am I gonna do? Look at all this. We got people coming over for dinner. I got the the pinhead over here. Oh my God, James, help me out here. I have such terrible pleasures to show you. <laughs> me and this adorable dog are gonna open up this puzzle box. And Here's hell a, is dude. mad about you. <laughs> here was a true fright the other day. My wife and I happened to unfortunately be walking through Times Square. You know who we saw? Who's that? Cousin Polly. Oh wow! Yeah, I was like, "What's this fucker doing walking?" Oh, no, you mean cousin Street? Ira? Oh, Ira. Yeah, I called him cousin Polly that day too. Not oh, did to you yell face. it out? No, I was like, I was like, Chelsea, <laughs> look, cousin Polly, and she was like, "Who?" Yeah, yeah, cousin Ira. Gosh. I fucking saw cousin Ira. <laughs> so guys, like, what? Isn't isn't it cousin Ira's girlfriend who's in this? No, cousin JD. Iris' girlfriend. The JD, the the girl Joey, the girl that Joey takes in. Oh no, yeah, Terry? no, that's actually she was on it. She was on. She might have been on Mad you. About You. She was on everything. She's in PCU, I believe, for a little bit. Oh, is that right? Oh, wow, so. much more accomplished than I thought. You see these people sometimes that come through these Hellraiser movies. It's like, <laughs> uh, uh, it, this picks up sort of after the last movie, wherein the pinhead is sort of destroyed because the uh, Ashley Lawrence, that lady, shows him his humanity, and he's like, "Thank you for releasing me." And then he dies. <laughs> yeah. Blah blah blah. A bunch of stuff happens, and now. We open up, and it's a whole new game for the Hellraiser franchise. And we're we're is, leaving that whole family alone. Right. But this is where it's like, you got to stop making these movies. Because <laughs> this is a thing, I, I believe it's firmly right from here, even though the next one is like all about the mythology and whatnot. Sure. But this is like, we had a script that's just a thing about something, and yeah. then it's like, We'll just jam some Hellraiser shit in. It. That's not this. That's the later of the. But this. doesn't this feel like this though? Like I know the later yeah, ones yeah. most definitely, but well, this one's just like it's a scuzzy club owner yeah. that's got this like BDSM club slash five star restaurant. <laughs> that will get there. <laughs> I don't know. Question it just, mark. It just feels like two movies are constantly. Oh fighting sure. Each well, other. I'll say it does feel like an early script of Dark City. Because this, the oh first, yeah, you're right, right. When it starts, like desolate, nothing, blackness, mm -hmm. and then JD, this sadomasochistic fucking club owner, JP, my JP, friend, JP, JP. Okay, uh -huh. Morgan, yeah. no, okay, um, close and, Monroe, uh, and he goes to this art gallery in the middle of fucking nowhere, Brooklyn. It's like a wind chime store, mostly. It's mostly wind chimes. <laughs> we sell mostly wind chimes, but also haunted artifacts. <laughs> And it's amazing because it's got this hobo work in there who is obviously a haunted hobo. The first two movies... Haunted, haunted hobo, I'd watch true. that movie. It's true, because later on, <laughs> someone's like walking a dog outside, and they're like, what do you mean, that art gallery? It burned down 20 years <laughs> <Yes>. ago. <laughs> that must have been a haunted hobo who gave you that, that Dude, necklace. never buy art from a hobo. Good life lesson. Mm. 
And no, never by art because it's like wow, it's, it's this pillar, and you could clearly see Pinhead's head sticking out of it, and the uh, the box there. It's right there. And uh, the guy's like, "Wow, this is going to be cool. How much do you want for it?" And he's like, "How much are you willing to sell it? How much are you willing to part for it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm cool. Thanks yeah. so much." Yep, no, because that's a hobo response. <laughs> that guy's. You could be like, "I would like to buy this sculpture for a can of beans." <laughs> Actually, it needs to be a bit more than a Werther's candy. I, I, I need something here. Oh no, not with the Werther's again, dude. <laughs> How about three hots and a cot? <laughs> Uh, you can get that by just throwing a brick through a window and <laughs> getting arrested. Yes, yeah, yes, oh, yes. absolutely. But, you know, again, we actually should support the homeless in this country sure. and give them a place to sleep and some food. And we should actually keep them away from Hellraiser artifacts. <laughs> well, that's exactly. True. That's the thing. Is we, if we keep them off the streets, they don't become haunted hobos. Exactly. <laughs> if you have no hobos at all, zero chance of a haunted hobo. I don't know. I think this hobo gets out of there like scot-free. <laughs> They, he gets like what ten bucks from this fucking asshole, and then he takes he, the whole... he vanishes basically. Yeah, right? he and certainly goes away again. Yeah. You never know if he was like you know really there. Does he go down man. to hell? Does yeah. he have like a little staircase behind a couch <laughs> where he's doing that little thing? Let me go check in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> so this scumbag buys this sculpture that's clearly haunted, and I mean, how does he transport? This must be a days long event. Yeah, no. Yeah. Thanks to the magic of editing, the movie doesn't have to worry about any of that. First of all, you have to move all of the wind chimes out of the front of the store Correct. out of there because you're gonna be moving. You gotta get a whole moving crew out there, and nothing breaks more easily than wind chimes, oh dude. God. So you gotta get those right out of the way. This try is the un- pyramid gallery, by the way. Try and untangle a wind chime. Fucking mm. forget it. That's a hellraiser. Mm. That's a lament <laughs> configuration. <laughs> Oh, the lament puzzle configuration. I have, I have such frustrating day chores to show you. <laughs> oh, looks like your eye, your Apple iPhone headphones are wrapped in your pocket. Good luck unsolving that riddle. <laughs> Look at all these coins and crumbs at the bottom of your backpack. <laughs> Oh, how about this? Your zipper on your hoodie went over the fabric. Oh, what a distasteful challenge that awaits you. Or uh, this happened to me this weekend. Ooh, you're you're changing an, an overhead fluorescent light bulb in your house, but you accidentally drop it, and uh-oh, you have to keep two cats away from it. Oh, oh dude, wow, that is a hell spawn challenge. Dude, it was fucking all fucking Saturday. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Just shattered, just shattered like a little, like and all everywhere. those little, you know, you know, a fluorescent mm-hmm. light bulb. It's yeah. like, it turns into it's powder, like dust. You can breathe that in; it'll sh- just rip apart you like a centibite. Like, like not unlike a centibite. <laughs> oh man, a fucking fluorescent centibite. Oh yep, that's I'm into yep. it. Oh yeah, he's just like chewing glass. <laughs> Hey, so Doug Bradley p- plays uh, Pinhead. He, yes, d- he yes. played Pinhead for most of the movies. He doesn't anymore. As of 2018, we are still putting out Hellraiser movies, by the way. Insane. It's, it's crazy. craziness. But let me ask you guys this about Doug Bradley. Mm. How, just how, uh-huh. on a scale of like one to Tim Burton, how creepy is this guy's house? <sighs> You, you think know, he's into it, or is he like, I, it was I, just a roll? I think he's got a poster somewhere, for sure. <laughs> that, yeah. I think, is definitely happening. I think you're right in his study. And then other than that, I think he stays clear of it. Yeah, yeah. I was I like, so, oh, right. Clive with the leather again. <laughs> right, because you know Clive Barker's the weirdo here, right? Yes. He's got a real fucking Prince of Darkness every, mansion. The problem with being Pinhead, professionally being Pinhead, is every <laughs> Not birth- amateurishly being no, Pinhead, no, but no. not a Halloween costume. 
uh, every Christmas and birthday, you're getting pinhead gifts. You're getting like, oh, yeah. look, you're into dark shit. Well, actually, I just like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, I just played King Lear, but fine. I'll take your fucking bondage costume. Another double-sided you. spiky dildo. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'll put it with the rest. Oh, the good thing about these joke gifts is that they never stop being funny. That's not half as bad as he probably gets fucking talked down to by Kane Hodder and Robert England <laughs> oh, dude, at yeah. all these goddamn... Giving him wedges. At the conventions? <laughs> oh, 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 Mr. Pinhead can't even get your name in the title there, huh? Oh, <laughs> I like it. I, I think he's right. I think we're onto something here. But fucking Kane Hodder. Oh, wow, Kane Hodder. You know, excellent acting there, Kane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least I had a line. <laughs> oh, I love the idea of all these like horror guys just fucking sniping at each other. <laughs> Yo, get Warlock in here. Doug Bradley's in. Oh, fuck. Here comes Anglin. Everybody just pretend you don't see him. <laughs> oh, Robert, hi. I read about the Goldbergs. Super exciting. I'm definitely going to tune in. Jesus Christ. I saw an ad for that on Twitter, and I couldn't scroll away faster. He's mm. talking about how, like, he uh, he can't, like, play the character anymore. He's like, I can't whip my neck around uh, fast. And I'm like, yeah, because you're an old man, dude. It's fine. <laughs> And really, the Goldbergs, Jesus. Also, the, the Freddy Krueger is not so much about the neck whipping. Like, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's the makeup. Also, is it like his nightmare now? Because suddenly we're still in the 80s and he's like 80 years old. <laughs> <laughs> totally stuck in the 80s forever, dude. Like, all of these characters should have been. Well, I gotta say, this was a weird thing. This franchise, as much as I ignored it for most of my life, uh-huh. I think was like up front a lot like the a lot of the 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 hellraiser posters i feel were featured in a lot of the indie video stores around sure. like they were really plugging the shit out of something i just did not have, yeah, have people, any interest in watching people were renting it people <laughs> wanted to see that kind of stuff back then there you know there was that whole like gen x yuppie shit which is when you know jp monroe's <laughs> business that's what that is yes, right, right yeah these are the people that popularized um, like uh, Hellraiser and Cyberpunk and all oh, the God. other w- weird niches and 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 you know like coffee and <laughs> yes. uh, you know all the other things they liked. Speaking of eighty years old, man, <laughs> um, coffee because that's what the, you know the, the restaurant and the nightclub. It's the it, yes. the restaurants much more. I guess the yuppie thing, but they're right. still hip. They're still with it. Yeah. Well, that's that's why J.P. Monroe, man, he's a genius. He's getting scum on both sides. Well, he's got a restaurant and a night and a crazy fucking grunge gutter nightclub, right. and then he's got an apartment as well, all in one big complex. Well, okay. I can't believe he's living in that apartment, man. The noise alone. No, he's got great soundproofing, excellent oh. soundproofing. But is it is is it? A club, a venue, a restaurant, and then an apartment. Yeah, I think it's all of it. That yeah. is fucking nuts. And it's like the Four Seasons. Like it's like really, like really, really fancy, like upscale restaurant. Oh, welcome to the boiler room. Are you here for the the Anthrax concert or the uh, <laughs> or the filet mignon? You know what it reminded me of? I was thinking about this. It was like how Cheers was like the scuzzy bar, yeah. and then you went upstairs to Melville's, and you needed to put a jacket on. Mm-hmm. That's what I think this situation oh. is. Like, you can get to the restaurant if you're inside the boiler room and vice versa. But, like, when you go into the restaurant, you got to put a jacket on. And it can't be a leather daddy yeah. jacket. A straight jacket is what you should put on if you're going to this place. Steve, Steve be serious. Anthrax would never do this. This is armored saint. Well, the fucking a- bottom of the barrel. Another thing that always kept me away from the Hellraiser movies was I always kind of felt like I listened to the wrong music to watch those movies. Yeah, oh, you yeah, weren't listening to armored saint. Apparently, is that a, or is that Tin a, Machine who appears on the 
even though I love Bowie. Yeah. There's a Tin Machine tune on here. Really? I didn't know that. So Tin Machine and Armored Saint, are those Cenobites? (laughs) Yes, they probably are. AKA Cenobite names, dude. And if I had Wizard of Oz had a Cenobite in it. Absolutely. The Tin Man, right? Absolutely. That's what I think that's what Pinhead that's where he came from. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That guy showed some people some fucking delicious sights. Don't (laughs) worry. The wizard? The whiz? No, the Tin Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just ate a munchkin. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I just flayed a delicious tiny munchkin. I finally got the heart I wanted. No, it's not my own. It's someone else's because I'm a Cenobite. I'm the Tin Man. <laughs> I'm the Heart Ripper Cenobite. He wanted a heart, right? He did. Yes. He did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what the lion want? He wanted courage. courage. Oh. And the straw man wanted a brain. civilization. Just, just <laughs> like you. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. I mean, uh, that's going. I mean, it was of Oz. I mean, like it's it's. You, most of them want biological things it's like courage. I don't know, dude. Yeah, mm. yeah, just you know, <laughs> you know, gut up, man. Come on, <laughs> fuck you, lion. Do you uh, mean testicles? Is that what you're trying to get at here, lion? Is that you want way, a pair Chris. of testicles? He just hands him a pair of testicles. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with these? Well, now I don't have to even go on the journey. It's like rock- I got my balls in my hand. <laughs> Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain oysters. That's right. right. Fry yeah. them up. Do a little hot sauce. Don't oh, even worry about fried it. Fried balls. I'm packing a four pack here. <laughs> Chris, by nice. the way, the straw man. Yeah. The, yeah. Whatever. The scare- uh, scarecrow, motherfucker. No, the straw man. The straw man. You're the straw man. Okay. Um. <laughs> so we cut to a hospital, uh, oh. where we meet Joey, who's played by Jedizai's. Jed- Jed- I never got Jadzia. Jadzia Dax. Jadzia Dax for crying out loud. Is that the actress's name? No, Terry Farrell is the actress. She was on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. It's J A D Z I A, I believe. Jadzia. Jadzia, yes. Just call her Dax. What's wrong with you? She's Dax. But in this movie, she's playing Joey, a down on her luck news anchor or a segment producer or whatever the hell she is. Like a field reporter. And it's a weird, like. She's just assigned to go stand in this emergency room and wait for something to happen. It's and the, listen, uh, even weirdest if, field I ever saw. <laughs> it is because it's also like, I mean, I don't know if if someone was just like, uh, so here I am at Saint Vincent's emergency room. I'm like, I don't care. Is the fucking <laughs> is someone of note there? Otherwise, it's an emergency uh, room. I know things are happening. Uh, Peyton Cinemax the second. <laughs> I run the TV in New York City. <laughs> And I say blood and guts on the television at all time. It's just such a stupid. He's, I think he's still running things. You ever watch the like? Watch like the W Picks News at, oh, at, at ten. Yo, my God, Amateur Hour, too, <laughs> fuck, dude. They're just saying shit wrong. There's shit. Everything's wrong on the fucking scroll. It's just, it's embarrassing. It's crazy. But, They'll be like, they look, always, someone got hit by a bus, and you're like, the story's about a plane crash. Yeah, but they always yeah they they always focus on on the gruesome stuff yeah. going on. Oh yeah, man. Pat Kearney, get down to Mount Sinai now. <laughs> oh come on, dude. Kiernan doesn't get up from behind the desk. He's a Canadian Cenobite. So just, all that means is they put a blazer on him. I, I can be kind to you. Does, does that, that count? Such I know he throws CDs. I've, I can just be kind. The lights. I've got such wonderful news to read you here today in the newspaper. Uh, and she's, uh, yeah, she's just, it's this weird story where she's like, Yes, in the in the fifteenth day in a row, no one has died in New York City. Yeah, okay. It's a it's the longest running streak, and that's it. And then she's like, "Wow, what a stupid, what a stupid like uh, news segment this is going to be." Like, I want you know, it's your also standard, totally fake too. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I, I, "What I want is you know the, the big stories." She wants the big stories, et cetera, et cetera. 
I thought she was on the air for this part. And yeah, so I, when I, she goes off script and is like in these stupid fucking segment producers, and I was like, whoa, she's going to get fired. <laughs> But it's just like this dude, Doc, the cameraman, who, this is so embarrassing. He gets a phone call, and it's like, Doc, there's a big story breaking. We need you down wherever. And he's like, oh, cool. By the way, I have Joey with me. What's that? Oh, you don't want her? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, this is awkward. I'm pretty sure Doc is pretty terribly dubbed in this movie. Anybody else get that really? from old Doc? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's like watching, oh. and he's just got this like Neo-Tokyo voice where it's like, yes, I know. I'll be there in two minutes. <laughs> I did not get that from Doc at all. I, I got a few few bad dubs here. Yeah, a lot thought, of bad dubs. I thought JP quite a few. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. It's uh, a bad ADR. I, didn't, I don't yeah. look at people's mouths when they talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing about me. Gets you too aroused. <laughs> yes, exactly. So this dude pieces out to go on this other assignment, and he's like, ah, sorry, Joey, I tried. Which he does make a legitimate yes. effort to help this woman. Poor Doc, man. He's a nice guy. I know. The 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 great sights that behold him later in this movie, though. Oof. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so she's just sitting there like, my life is terrible, when in comes some dude with the famous chains hanging from his flesh, brother. We got ourselves a Hellraiser. <laughs> and, and I was like, Oh, cool! We're starting early with the hell raising, which I appreciated. Sure, but then the hell raising takes a long break after this. It's like one yes. good hell raising, and we're done. And I, who's this guy? It's just some random fucking nobody. But I, I'll say this about this scene: mm. any movie head explosion within first fifteen minutes. Yeah, I'm sending you on your way. You did very well. I was pretty impressed by this. This dude gets lit up mightily. Uh, it's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, basically, it's, he comes in. He's got chains all over his face. And like uh, Joey's like, wow, what's going on in there? And the chains start to get electrified or something. Mm-hmm. And then he just... Because the electric gremlin from hell jumps <laughs> into them. Well, he sort of looks like fucking Jacob Marley shit. with this shit. <laughs> the fucking chains all oh, over the place. Oh, my God. Man. Ebenezer Scrooge was visited by Cenobites. <laughs> please, please, dear Cenobite, show me no more. <laughs> dear Cenobite, please tell me, what, what becomes of old tiny Tim Cenobite? Oh, well, it's a leather outfit with no nipples. It's real <laughs> weird, man. You don't want to go down there, dude. Uh, yeah, let's just say this is your tombstone and move on. Yeah, you don't want to see that, Scrooge. Pinhead is just like singing in the middle of town with a bunch of Muppets <laughs> trying to get Michael Caine. <laughs> it's only one more day till Christmas. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't think there was a way to make Muppet Christmas. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you could lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. 
You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25, and for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. Carol, better movie, but that just did it. All right, so who would, so who would the pinhead draft of the Muppet class? You would definitely go oh. for Sweetums first. Yes. You, gotta, well, you, want, you want a big you want a bruiser. Right. For Easy sure. recruit. Mm-hmm. Easy recruit in Sweetums. <laughs> He's halfway there anyway. You got to get most of, uh, you know, Dr. Teeth in the, in the band, because right. oh. all those fucking animals, mm-hmm. animal himself included in that. Oh, man. Give Dr. Teeth his fucking leather thing and shoot teeth at you. <laughs> oh, oh, my oh, God. shit. Yeah, dude. Uh, and then from there, you know, I think Fozzie would easily cave to the dark side. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, also waka waka. Fozzie's also like a character you love and it's like a, it's a cutesy guy. You're like, oh, no, what happened to Fozzie? Yeah, what happened to Fozzie's nipples, dude? Look at that. <laughs> Kermit's been taking your place for far too long, Fozzie. <laughs> well, that's the thing is the nipples are always the first to go. It yes. Seems. And no matter what kind of sin about you wind up being, your nipples are trashed. Is that like some <laughs> man? Look at those waka trashy waka. nipples. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know what the fascination is with cutting off the nips, man. It's, it's, I guess it's like a pleasurable experience yes, for it's some like people. The idea of the the, the pleasure pain uh, right. paradigm there that Pinhead is very into. Well, yeah. listen, but if you're pulling your nipples off, how are you going to keep pinching them? Well, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's one great also, ride, is what it is. <laughs> By the way, like this, this whole franchise is all just like, oh, and then we'll rip your skin off, and then we'll like start, you know, like killing you, and it's just like, okay, like sure, you know, you give me a violent enough death, whatever, but like, that that's it, right? Like, yeah. you know, like if you take me to hell and you start torturing me, what maybe like four days, and then it's I'm immune to it, you know? Like I'm not gonna care after a point. I've I got, mean- I, I'm never gonna exist again. I'm just, uh, I just feel like. You do something long enough, yeah. you don't you care get, about well, it anymore. That's right. You, you do would they just change be it up? Regular old nipless Siska. Yeah. 
Well, what I don't understand about uh-huh. Pinhead is he's doing plenty of damage without opening this fucking box to let all other fucking yeah, things come out. Yeah. Why not toss it in the fucking ocean and then kill everybody? Like, you could do that pretty easily, I think. Not a bad plan, Chris Cabin. Your nipples shall be spared. <laughs> oh, man, the end shot of, like, the, the puzzle box on, like, a Greenpeace ship. Yeah. There you go. That's a movie I want. Like an ocean troller, like, gets it in a net or something. Yeah. You like... thought I was sunk. Right before Bruce Willis fucking chips a ball at your head. <laughs> and then then uh, Pinhead's, like, shooting a chain at you. It turns out to be an anchor. Oh, shit, just, yeah. Yeah, it's a heavy... Anchors away. <laughs> I need, Hellraiser I need, Five anchors away. Oh, I'm absolutely, it. dude! It's a musical on the high seas. Just that. that, that this is what all I, all I need is Hellraiser set X. This yeah. is Hellraiser, Hellraiser set in New York. That's right. great. Sort Hellraiser of. set in a boat. I'm into it. It's just just do the Die Hard formula. Mm-hmm. Die Hard on a boat. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no, that's true. Bloodline is kind of Hellraiser Tree of Life. Okay, it's going you're, through the history. You're totally right. Is Ending there a set of by dinosaur that <laughs> steps on another one's head? Or? No, but we Father, go to, we go to space. Constantly wrestle inside me. <laughs> we go into space at least in that movie. That's fun. Somehow the puzzle box get in, gets into space, much like Jason. So somehow she, uh, we meet the other girl in this movie is Terry. Is there character? Terry? Correct. Is the character's name, which is confusing because the actual Terry Farrell is the other actress. Yes, quite confusing. But Terry is this. Uh, she's like this. Uh, she's a frequenter of the boiler room. She's and- the the lady friend of the guy who gets fucked up at the beginning of the movie. Yes, you know she meets her here and she's like, where, "Where are you going? Oh, the boiler room." So she goes to the boiler room, and this is when we see the the the, the whole thing where it's a it's a it's a gutter club and like there's cool like S and M dolls and stuff and what have you. There's a lot of like mixed themes though, yes. because like for part of the bar. Yeah, it's like a bondagey situation, yeah. but then it's like a go-go club. But then also part of it, I was like, was that a vampire? Yeah, th- there are bars that you can you can get blown at, and then there's also bars that, that play live you. that play live music. <laughs> and I feel like never the twain should meet. Okay. Sometimes you get blown at the bar, but sometimes <laughs> the bar blows you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not just blown, but yeah. All sex sorts ha- of things. Sex happens. Se- yeah. Sex oh, yeah. happens. A sex club, one might call it. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Okay, and what's the address of this? <laughs> but that's the thing. If you're going to have a sex club, have a sex club. Exactly. Don't just have it be like a scuzzy place where fucking dicks are out. You <laughs> well, know yeah. what I mean? I need a couple different names. The Boiler Room is your sex club. Sure. This venue needs its own, like JP's or Yeah, oh, that, that's a good move. Like three different things right next to each other. You got the sex club here. It's called the Boiler Room. This one's called like the Steam Pot. Right, something. Yeah, there's the like JP Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That just JP Steakhouse because that is a nice ass looking restaurant. Yeah. I've got such wonderful specials to tell you about. <laughs> it looks. Oh like- wait, I didn't bring the card. Hold on, let me tell you. Oh wait, no, it's a. <laughs> It's a, a veal piccata, uh, very, very. Yes, it looks yes. like when like they hang out with the hip people in American Psycho. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Actually, the dandelion greens are braised with the pot roast. <laughs> May I ask you this: the most important of questions: Is there room for dessert? <laughs> Any dietary restrictions at the table? Oh, a vegetarian! How quaint. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so she's kind of asking around. She meets JP at this point. JP has got like all these ladies on him. He's got like 
all these roses he's giving out, like the bachelor kind of a Dude, thing. This is fucking stupid, man. He just like, <laughs> and he's got a bartender on staff who he can be like, "Hey, Blinky, rose me." Yeah, and this dude like knows what's up, and he like just points to like some babe. Yeah, and this scumbag just goes over and like gives her this this rose so that like she knows JP has selected her for the evening's entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is disturbing. It like, is this weird. Is, we're already. I'm, I'm already disturbed enough. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I don't wait- need to see a pinhead. I've been waiting for this guy to die since he was in the fucking art gallery. Like, yeah. I'm just. Like, it takes a while. Yep. It takes a very long time. He kind of reminded me of a uh, scummy uh, Bobby from Twin Peaks. Oh yeah, yeah. Dana. Before he got his shit together and uh, right. became a cop. Before he cleaned it up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Before he cleaned up his life. Yeah. No shitty Bobby. Shitty. <laughs> Season one and two. Shitty Bobby. Well, that, yeah. This guy's buff Bobby. <laughs> Buff Bobby, look out, dude. <laughs> so uh, I guess at some point, um, Terry and uh, Joey kind of get together at, at her apartment. Oh, Joey has a nightmare. She she has these oh, Vietnam God. flashbacks. This is Terry. Joey. Oh, who's, Joey's the, damn it. Yeah. Who's <laughs> the actress's name is Terry. God damn it. It's very yeah. Joey, Joey, the 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 anchor woman, uh, the reporter, is having a nightmare where she goes to Vietnam dressed. As like Alice in Wonderland, kind of. It's a bizarre outfit with a large bow in the back. <laughs> I was not say, very, not very practical for deep Vietnam. Speaking last I of uh, Tree of Life, yeah, she looks like uh, Jessica Chastain in that movie. And you know, she's like, she watches her dad get uh, killed, and she's like screaming for her dad. And then she gets a phone call, and it's like this woman's like, "Hey, I thought you're looking for me." She's like, "Okay, come meet at my apartment." No, 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 no. Let's meet at a coffee house. Yeah. Let's go meet at a bar. Yep. I'll buy you a drink. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do not need this person to know where I live. Oh, yeah, you got you got a pull-out couch in there? <laughs> yes. You got some hot water? What because this woman is, she's homeless, and right. she's looking for th- for a hot in a cot, my friend. Uh, and <laughs> I love that expression. And so here's my biggest problem with this movie. I'll accept puzzle boxes. I'll expect demonic, uh, accept demonic presences for Christmas of all kinds (laughs) for all gifts and all locations. Absolutely. But you go to the Doug Bradley special. (laughs) Oh, my garage sale is so exquisite. Literally get this shit out of my house. It's all waxy and smells. (laughs) That one is a nipple ring. That one is a nipple ring. That one is a nipple ring. No, no, no. The nipple is plastic. It is not (laughs) I did not collect actual flesh. This is a a razor glove that somebody bought because they thought I was Freddy Krueger. I didn't have the the courage to correct them. This, the most offensive of gifts. But no, what I find most unbelievable is the apartment that this fucking reporter has. Are you kidding me? She's a struggling reporter, right? This is like April O'Neil's apartment. It's the same unbelievable shit. No, she should be living in sewage, just like April. That's right. April's apartment had some grunge to it. That bathroom looked disgusting. Well, you got four fucking turtles living with you, dude, and a rat. I don't know. April had that spiral staircase. That's a really nice touch. All right, the first one, it's a little grungy. The second one, it's gorgeous. Yeah, sorry. I'm talking about Secret of the use awesome yes, apartment gotcha. not uh part one living above a fucking disgusting antique store i'm glad <laughs> yeah. that shit burned to the ground <laughs> but yes to your point this place is insane it's crazy it's, yeah, it's literally the, view, the, the view. walls are carpeted somehow like it's so disgusting <laughs> 
I would love to live in an apartment like that to have that a matte painting of Metropolis outside of my window. There's a robot woman in the fucking foreground the entire it's time. Like fucking Don Draper's last apartment. Yeah, it does yeah. remind me a lot. I mean, this thing is sick, and it's like you're the person who's assigned to like the emergency room beat. Come on, ooh ooh ooh, crossover. So Don Draper has a new account, right? Mm-hmm. Uh oh, it's the Cenobites. He's trying to market the puzzle box. <laughs> Why is it we buy puzzle boxes? <laughs> Do we ever stop and think? You're driving one night, you pull over to the side of the road, you're tired. Family's yelling in the back seat. Go into the store, pick up a pack of smokes. What's that? A puzzle box. <laughs> Something that solves all the problems of your life. Or will it? Now I'm going to cry about my father. I'm sold, Don, but it needs a fun name. Like, I don't know, something snappy. Rubik's. <laughs> <laughs> we all like pleasure. Uh, some of us like terrible. And some of us like good pleasure. What I'm saying is maybe there's no difference. <laughs> it's true. Zooby, zooby, zoo. <laughs> zooby, zooby, zool. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, dude, absolutely. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's a stupid thing. She got this apartment. They start talking, and she's like, yeah, you know, um, this is, uh, you know, my buddy got killed because he was playing with this thing. And she pulls out the puzzle box right. that she stole. But the puzzle box at this point, I think, is it still brass or is it back to puzzle box formation? It's it's grody still at yes. this point because a few minutes later in the film, someone remarks like, uh, I think it's it's Joey's like, oh, Terry cleaned up the box oh, right, or right. something like yes, that. Yeah, okay. But yeah, it still looks like the, you know, the outside of the Statue of Liberty. It's all yeah. green and, you know, weathered and whatnot. <laughs> Did you know it was gold and it was given to us from France? <laughs> Copper, I think. Copper, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so well, anyways, um, she's like, okay, cool. Mind if I stay for a while? And, and therein is the rub, dude. Yeah, I'll tell you whatever you want to hear about this puzzle box as long as I can sleep over. She, but she does say she has a guest room. Yeah. So not only that apartment, but a, a guest God room? damn it. A, a guest room. I, I'm seeing an awfully lot of uh, hungry mans there in the freezer. You know you got a hungry woman here. Uh, do you think I could stay? Because then it's not just, can I stay? Then her boyfriend's coming over. You know what I mean? mean like yep. and it's like yo babe yeah no and then his friend garth is in town <laughs> exactly look out exact. for garth dude and there's parties going on i thought your boyfriend exploded <laughs> well this was the one that didn't explode <laughs> and garth has got a crush on joey now oh boy <laughs> oh shit. you know you know garth is single <laughs> you know garth watches you sleep isn't that cute and he loves you and don't worry about that the wig comes off and yet Def- definitely, I'll tell you more about the puzzle box tomorrow. But tonight, could you pick up a pack of six uh, natties, nat- natty ices for, for me and the boys? Uh, so watch it, Hellraiser too. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I heard good things about this sequel. Uh, could you get it from the fridge? I know it's more expensive <laughs> than just getting the pack, but could you? I mean, I need a cold one. There's a great scene while like while Joey is sort of interviewing Terry where we go back to the boiler room and JP's apartment where he's got this sculpture hanging out and he notices that like the the cube has been ripped out. Yeah. Uh and like you would, uh this dude sticks his hand in there and this fucking hilarious rat puppet bites him. <laughs> oh, it's glorious. This rat is going for gold. It's holding on and it's like spraying blood all over his apartment. Onto the puzzle box, which kind of harkens back well, to the well, first the statue, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, the yeah. statue, which and it harkens. sizzles. Yes, and the statue eats his blood, and he's like, ha, ah, 
That's weird. Why is blood special in these movies? Blood is not special. You could see uh, blood is everywhere. Uh, because <laughs> it, it, fucking Hellraiser Pinhead is essentially a vampire who just licks you to death, like yeah. suckles at your neck. He doesn't like even bite in. It seems like in that first one. It's no, he, well, no, no. There's no. I mean, there's no vampirism, but right. the, no, the blood is like. But a, doesn't I, he I, suck them dry? Essentially, in that in that first one, the, they're just the like brother, ripping people the, apart. The brother Frank, yes. who's then yes. becoming yeah. reanimated in that movie, needs blood to reconstitute his. Yeah, body. Yeah, Pinhead's kind of an also yeah. ran in that movie. He's like, "What's well, really Frank's show? I'm just kind of here <laughs> to give support." That's what was great about it because he was used sparingly because. Yes. This is just, you it's know, you can't do much too much. Pinhead. Exactly. It's way too much pinhead. And that's like, you know, the problem with all of these franchises is like the main like killer or villain yeah. or monster or whatever becomes comes more and more to the forefront. They're in it more and more and more. Like yeah. that's, you watch that first Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's barely in that movie. Yes, exactly. And by the time, you know, Freddy's dead, the final nightmare runs around. He's fucking hee-hawing through the whole yeah, thing. Suddenly every episode's about Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which I have no problem. That, I don't. Oh I don't. That's it's. But but I'm just saying. Like they take the the character that everyone latched onto. Now yeah. we're getting. Now yeah. you have to fucking have only that and just get that. Well, I kind of so want much... now. I want a uh, Hellraiser three with a, a laugh track and like an applause whenever Pinhead shows up. Woo, Pinhead! Oh, please, someone <laughs> cut part of that movie and put it to YouTube. Whoa. Kenny, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Rogers, <laughs> Roasters Chicken. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Uh, oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, so after I watched this, I was going through the rest of the movies. I've seen all of these. I did it a couple of years ago just to finally bite the bullet. <laughs> that is a bullet you bit. Yeah, no, I, I ate shit hard for this. But I was going back through, I think, our mutual favorite one, uh, oh, the Hell World, yes. the fucking video game one with uh, Superman, or mm -hmm. maybe not Superman anymore. Um, but like, what what was happening was Amazon's getting really lazy with their trailers. A lot uh -huh. of misrepresentation here. It's just like sixty seconds from the movie for a lot of these things. Oh, interesting. Including Hellraiser, Hell World. So it's Tom, not Tom Welling. What's his name? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, like coming into his girlfriend's apartment, and it's like. They're so in on Pinhead by this point that he's like, uh, this Hell World's coming out. We're going to go to the Hell World convention yeah. party or whatever. And she's like, oh, if I have to hear one more thing about these Cenobites and your best friend Pinhead and, uh, and the fucking puzzle box. And I'm like, so now it's like mainstream, man. You fucking sold out, Pinhead, man. Is the North American rights. <laughs> Also, this is the first movie where Pinhead is called Pinhead on it's, screen. It's true. Ooh. So that's something. Yeah, hey, that's yeah. something for the kids. So the blood goes on, and now oh, like, yes. the statue is kind of alive, even though it was definitely doing evil shit before it became alive. So well, question how, mark what? Yeah. How old is this rat? Is this, <laughs> that's a great question. Well, is this Splinter? Is this how Splinter <laughs> becomes Splinter? <laughs> to be fair, the rat could only be like four or five years old because... Pinhead mm. was around in the late 80s, man. That's, that's, that's right. Fucking so, mix, yeah, we, how did, he, how, did we talk about it already? How did he become a statue? Did he, I... the cement mixer fall on his head? Because <laughs> that's not how the second movie oh, ends. Oh, big boy, not the bath. <laughs> not the bath, big boy. Right? He doesn't get a bath at the end of that second <laughs> no. movie. No, he He's doesn't. like defeated. Well, he, he the, uh, the lady shows him, the, the, the star, uh, Christy, or Kirsty is her name. Ashley Lawrence is the actress. Yeah. That's what I love. Is like when, uh, What I love about horror sequels is like, 
the most no-name actors because they like work out their contracts get special appear a special oh, appearance by Ashley Lawrence. And I forgot like I forgot how much this third movie ties into the first yes. two. So I was like, "What the fuck?" And I had to look it up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's she shows why. him a picture of uh, of old Pinhead, and he like kind of." Sp- he he's like thank you, and then this evil doctor Cenobite kills him. It just kills them both. You're, right. you're free, Pinhead. <laughs> you're free. But that's why I was also saying, Steve, at the at the beginning of the episode, that I felt that this was sort of like a mashup of scripts because it's like, here's this evil statue. How did Pinhead get there? Well, we just kind of put him there because we wanted it to be a Hellraiser movie. Mm, yeah. Instead, it was like some script about a haunted sculpture or something. Also, you could have entr- you could have introduced or, or, or made uh, promoted one of the other Cenobites. You know, if, if right. Pinhead. Head's natural course had run in part two. Yeah, it's not that hard to make one of these things look. Well, I guess in this movie it's hard to make them look good, but <laughs> but we, I could use some Butterball, man. Uh, Butter, but- Butterball the Cenobite in the first movie. R.I.P. He dies too. He dies in the second movie. Yeah, they no. show a picture of like a, I don't like he just turns into like a, a fat dude. They show a picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do with a strong attitude? You Would know? you stand up and go oh, to hell with me? A single tear comes out of his sunglasses. <laughs> every oh, that's right. He does have sunglasses. Yes, he's so stupid. Every time I see, every time I'm watching a Hellraiser movie, uh-huh. I just go, "Where's Butterball?" <laughs> and the fact that he's named Butterball, which I read online, I was just googling fat Cenobite. These Cenobites are named exactly the way these motherfuckers name predators, dude. Because uh, we're not calling right. anybody anything. No, I think Butterball is a classic name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pinhead's a classic name. Chatterer, classic oh, name. Oh, Chatterer, of course. But like later in this film, you have Camerahead, <laughs> yeah. Dreamer, Pistonhead, Barbie. I mean, these are just things that they were called in the script so you could fucking tell yeah. them apart. You'd have to be pissed the, in the head to like this. <laughs> the fuck one is Barbie? Is that supposed to be what Terry turns into? That no, no, is the, the bar- bartender. Yes, the bar, the bartender. He's got barbed wire around yeah. his head. And so, he's barbecuing people because he can spit fire. All right. Ooh. So the statue drinks up some blood, and he's like, "That's weird." <laughs> and you know, uh, Terry is looking into some other stuff. She finds she finds some B roll from the first movie or the second. Oh, movie. you will find B roll lying around, dude. And it's it's basically oh, they left some of the movie here. <laughs> it's, the, it's the special appearance by Ashley Lawrence where she kind of tells everybody what Pinhead is. And, and how to put this, him in the puzzle the, box. Yeah, is this video like so? She was like, what arrested and sent to an insane asylum? Yeah, because, she's like being videotaped, like yelling at someone. Yeah, uh, yeah anyone yeah. who will listen. <laughs> well, Kurt Russell's there. He's listening to the whole story in oh. a, a whole different way. <laughs> what are you referencing? Sick Vanilla, Vanilla Sky, Sky reference, dude. Jesus, I have no memory. It looks at exactly all. like that room that yeah, they're in. Where they're but no, it. I'm saying I have no memory at all of Kurt Russell being in Vanilla Sky. Oh yeah, he's the psychologist. Yeah. Oh fuck, I wouldn't put it past the Scientologist speaking to Tom Cruise to turn people into Cenobites at the end. Of the oh, movie. could yeah. be. Mm-hmm, that's could what they're waiting be. for. That's the big transformation. And dude. as bad as these names are, they're going to be worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chad, the Cenobite. Oh fuck, look out for Chad, dude. David Miscavige, the Cenobite. Oh, that guy's definitely a Cenobite. <laughs> Esther, the Cenobite. <laughs> they, uh, so she, whatever. So she's kind of like, that's weird. Um, and like, but at this time, uh, both, um, Terry and Joey are becoming fast friends. There's like a breakfast scene that's kind of fun. Here's this, here's this breakfast thing that I was like, get out of this. My this yeah. lady is like a few fries short of a happy meal here, man, because she's, 
uh, uh, Joey wakes up to like her kitchen in flames, mm. basically. And Joey's like, or Terry's like holding a cookbook and she's got something on the stove. It's flaming. And she's like, oh, I tried to make breakfast. This is my first time. And I'm like, okay. And Joey's like, don't worry. I'll take it from here. And she takes the pan. And you guys notice this? All that was in the pan were two pieces of toast? Yeah. What is any of I that? It's she's... like Larry the Cable Guy making breakfast. <laughs> I think they cast an older woman to play a 12-year-old. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's like made you breakfast in you, bed. You just, you, you just you didn't see it. She's reading from uh, Julia Child's pan toasting. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, to put the bread in the pan. <laughs> the, that's from her early work where she, when she sucked. <laughs> the art of American pan toasting. But toast. That's fucking Charlie Brown shit, man. Just toasted popcorn on Thanksgiving, you sad fuck. God, I can't even look at that meal. It's so sad. It's so sad. Uh, but yeah, so she's like, and at this point, I'd be like, yo, you got to leave in five minutes or I'm going to call the cops. I'm not trying to be a dick or nothing. Yeah. But five minutes and I'm calling the cops. And Terry keeps pulling the like, oh, geez, I guess I'll just go live in the street yeah. again. And yeah. Joey falls for it. I'd be like, yeah, that's right. Pretty much total stranger. Get the fuck out of here. Do you have a family? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Great question, dude. We cut back to the boiler. So they're becoming kind of fast friends. They they go on the journey together. They go to the, the art gallery. This is the, it burned down 20 years ago nonsense. I can't believe this, though. This scene where mm -hmm. they break into the art gallery. Because they break in. Some guy is walking his dog outside. And he's like, the owner's been traveling for months. Yeah. You know, it's closed. And she's like, bullshit, my friend bought something here a couple days ago. And he's like, oh, maybe from a haunted hobo. I don't know. <laughs> I did see a haunted hobo <laughs> sniffing around there. So they break in. And then, like, you break in, man. You, like, yeah. get in and get out. They sit down and they're, like, reading documents. Yeah. Like, take everything and right. go back to your this amazing apartment. The statue apparently came from, like, an old asylum that closed down. Oh, right. that's right. Which is, like, Stupid. still doesn't answer my question of how did he get into the statue. No, and what happened to Butterball is the question. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, why isn't Butterball in the statue, too? Oh, maybe Butterball got promoted. Maybe, maybe he's, like, but, but he's Pinhead's right. boss now. Oh, God. Or the it's not cement. It's just liquid butterball. Like oh, yeah. all, all of his Fuck. fat just instantly like turned to liquid when it got boiled too much. And You'll it, like, all be living inside my butterball. He's like candle wax. <laughs> that would be great if that was the, the panel next to the statue. Butterball, 1989. <laughs> By Cenobite. I don't get it. Mixed media. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which, by the way, we were coming up on the sex scene. Oh, right. Yeah, this, which, this, oh. this all haunts you. <laughs> yes, this, this, is, this is outrageous. I'm so actually, I, was, I avoided this movie ever since this this experience happened to me. And, I, and I'm glad I watched it because I was like, this is not, it was way worse in my head. Yes. What I was playing for the past 20 years in my head was way different. I was going to say. <laughs> It's it's it's, it's yeah. JP. He's just kind of going around his club. He's like you know looking for ladies. He finds this one lady. Kind of talks her up. Like you know, gives the rose. Dude, gives the rose. Starts <sighs> talking her up. We cut to a very ex explicit sex scene, which is uncomfortable. You read the IMDb trivia. This actress was uncomfortable with nudity, and the compromise was: what if the dude has his hands on your breasts the entire time? Oh God, is that right? That's and holding on for dear life, Holy dude. It's shit. like he's on the fucking cart in a roller coaster with these things. <laughs> I and he's also, on the rail in a perfect storm. Oh God. 
Yeah, they're both on a rail. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Where is the cocaine use in this movie, by the way? Because come on. They're fucking in front of uh, uh, this, this statue, and mm-hmm. the statue is into it. He's watching. I'm He's- getting hornier by the second. <laughs> With each delicious thrust, I come closer and closer. And so did I towards the television set when this was on when I was eleven years old. So what? How did, What's that story? What happened? So my there? My, my like my uncle was watching this movie and I was like you know walking by and like, watching like part three specifically. Yes, specifically yeah. this movie. <laughs> uh-huh. Sounds like an like Uncle Terry to me, man. <laughs> what? An Uncle Terry, an Uncle Commentary. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. This one's alive. I mean, we could rope him into that. He, he would say no. Um, so. I'm walking by and I see this vigorous, sexy. Sure. Yeah, this guy's pumping away, man. Wait a second. What is this? Oh, is that a naked lady? Hmm. I'm going to like peek around and stay and watch Uh, what this is about. Oh, so it's less of what are you watching Uh, and more of a what are you watching? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I'm watching this. And then also, like, another layer to it is my mother was an artist and I had been around a lot, especially in that time. Mixed media was huge. Uh Yeah. Seen statues, seen paintings with faces coming out of them. Can I ask Um, you, uh, did your mother's, did uh, her statues turn like a sunglass? Thing constantly display. goddamn statue I've ever seen. Um, uh, no, she was not a sculptor. But oh, okay. um, I, I, I've seen sculptors, sculptures, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. I don't remember any turning like this. <laughs> yeah. So it was very supernatural to no, see how this thing turned. <laughs> no Oakleys on it. Okay. That's but 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 the, then the chains come out. And they it rips off her skin, and it's this it's this naked. Bloody well, naked, no, naked without 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 fleshless, the, the most yes. naked you could get. Exactly, just co- and, and in my mind, it's been recycled over and over again as like it's focusing on this for a while, and she's like floating in the air, which is not even what happens. No, no. she's like standing. Yeah, the, he has sex with her, and then she's like walking around his apartment, like, "Wow, you got a lot of dark art here." He's like, and he's being a shithead. He's like, "Gotta leave now, babe. Get give me my shirt back and get the fuck out." And the, the the chains do come at this point and rip her flesh off. She's screaming, and then she gets sort of sucked into this statue, right? Or does he move her? No, he gets sucked into. She gets sucked in. It's very much like uh, the end of Nightmare on Elm Street, where the mom gets yes. pulled through the the window or whatever. Yeah. It's that kind of like cheesy. Oh, actually, no, I'm misremembering it. It's even worse. It's like you see, there's some bad '90s yeah. CGI yes. for part of it, and I think eventually when she like. Folds over, then it looks more like the nightmare effect. But there's some there's some bad computer graphics in this movie. So the statue noms are all up, right? And yum, they, yum, yum. they start having this conversation where like the guy's like, Whoa, what the fuck? You're a statue. And he's like, Yes, I'm a dark evil statue. And he's like, You're evil. And he's like, Yes, yeah, so well, so are you. You just had sex with that woman. I think it's fucking hilarious though, because like there's all this other stuff that's still part of the statue, but all that's moving is Doug Bradley's face, and like the color doesn't yeah, even match no. up. Like the two green tones are totally off. It's embarrassing. It's Planet Hollywood nonsense. Yes, you would see this in a Planet Hollywood if anyone gave a shit. I've had an itch on my face for five years. <laughs> Get me the fuck out of here. And it, so they strike up a bargain, right? And which I don't, again, I don't understand. It's like he's like, Oh, good. Now you will bring me new flesh and I shall have a body and I'll give you all the pleasures you can imagine. Which is like, mm. I, A, I'm incredibly rich. I'm a yep. really good looking dude. Like, yep. 
Did you see the sex I just had? Yeah. Yeah. Could, yeah. Like, it should have been a nebbish. Worst case scenario, I'm paying for it, which is totally fine. I can afford it. Did you see that fancy restaurant I have? <laughs> Not bad, Pinhead. Not bad at all. It only works in, like, Little Shop of Horrors. You need, <laughs> yes. like, a Rick, Rick Moranis type guy. Oh, yes, man. Know? Some bookish dude. <laughs> I shall show you such delicious sights, Seymour. <laughs> feed me. Exactly. It is Little Shop. It course, is kind of Because now he's bit. recruited to feed this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, like, I, I don't know, man. I got, I got a club and a restaurant to run. Yes, he's a busy man. But if he's going to sign this deal with, sure. with Pinhead... I need a montage of like this dude bringing ladies back, like, and they're just like going in and not coming out over and over and over again, kind of a thing. That'd be fun. Because it's just like he eats the one lady, and then like later in the movie, spoiler alert, he winds up eating JP instead of Terry. Yeah. And that's it. And then he's out. And so you just needed one more? What the fuck? Why not just do it then? He gets close enough to you. Just fucking let your goddamn things out. Yeah, quit dicking around, Pinhead. I guess Pinhead didn't have the math. Oh, oh, wow. That worked. Cool. What a deliciously convenient miscalculation. I, uh, this is embarrassing, but, um, yeah, take some time, get someone else, because I... I, these chains, I can't. I can't. They can't. I can't get them up again. Right, at, <laughs> right after I just win, I, I, I need, need a, I need a smoke, uh, maybe a water. I put do on love. a little Leno and go to sleep. When you see the statue's eyes open for the first time, it's when the fucking is occurring, oh, yeah. Yeah. and it's just like, my, do I smell some fucking in this room? Good morning, Pinhead. Indeed. I mean. If I was JP, fine. You're going to make me the god of all the terrible pleasures. That's fucking great and everything. Get a lawyer in there. Make sure this statue's on the up and up. Yes. That you're going to yeah. get like good god powers and not just get your fucking skin ripped off. Yeah, dude, because Pinhead will respect the rule of law. Well, that's well I did sign that contract. It's never... You don't want to go to court. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's, it's never... Pinhead's not like the devil where it's like, I'll give you your heart's desire. You will become the new... Tonight Show host, or what? You know what I mean? Or, or what? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> cool. But thank you, Pinhead. It's amazing. Wow, cool. Oh, wow. They were going to go with Letterman, and then I made a deal with a Cenobite. <laughs> oh, wait, all I have to do is feed you Conan? <laughs> oh, but it is cursed because you will go on at 10 p.m. first, and <laughs> you'll be damned to your garage. Not even Kevin Eubanks will respect you after this. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's leaving. He's not coming back. He's not going to be on the show. <laughs> oh, if you don't do what I say, Jay Leno, I'll replace you with that fall-down drunk James Fallon. <laughs> and then you'll be rightfully cast asunder into Jay's garage. <laughs> you'll be relegated to C. NBC. <laughs> That's it. I'm releasing James Corden. <laughs> oh, no! No, but that's not what he does. He's like, it'll be really cool sex stuff, and that's kind of it. I can tell that's your bag, so the lie I tell you will be something about 
hot yet weird sex <laughs> stuff. And that's it. It's like, oh, the flesh. It's like, no, I don't know. Give me money. Give me power. Whatever. Demand it, an actual something up front, JP. Yeah, this, this, this is why you hire Alan Dershowitz to come in there with oh you and God. talk to the Cenobite. No, he, why? Because he, he is a Cenobite? Yeah. I guess. Oh, <laughs> I promise you, JP, after we're done with all of this litigation, you will have a summer invitation to Martha's Vineyard. Mark my words. <laughs> You know, all the all the Cenobites, they don't talk to me anymore. Since I've defended him, <laughs> yeah. they all turn their back. They don't even let me in their reading groups. The Dersh was bummed out getting fucking snubbed by these Cenobites on the vineyard, dude. Couldn't even believe it. <laughs> the Dersh. <laughs> you know, I, I run into Butterball at a, at a restaurant. He's eating like a thousand clams. And I'm like, great. You know, I'm trying to sit down. And, you know, he just doesn't talk to me. Thousand clams. <laughs> you know, I, I saw a CD the other day, and he didn't even. He didn't even. He usually plays a little Billy Holiday for me. Wouldn't even do that. So uh, yeah, he calls up. Um, he's now under Pinhead's control. He calls up uh, Terry at Joey's house. Joey's out at work or doing research or whatever, and she's like, "Oh, you know," and she's Terry is like, tr- you know, it's like a, an, an abusive ex boyfriend to E kind of a thing, where she's like, yeah. "I'm not coming back to you, you son of a bitch. I don't right. want to see you ever again." But she's like, you know, under his thrall or whatever, and he's like, "Come on, babe, I've changed, whatever." And she hangs up the phone. She's like, "No, I'm going to stay at Joey's apartment." Then this guy, th- another guy, calls up, and she sends it right to uh, the answering machine. And the guy's like, "Hey, Joey, it's me, Tommy." You got that job in Monterey. Guess you can sell your condo now. Ha ha ha. Talk to you later. And it's like, wait, what? I thought this was a slick move by JP. Oh, I Or maybe a pinhead prank phone oh. call. <laughs> Hello, silly ass. <laughs> Like, yeah, I I thought it was like some trick of, of the demon world. How does a chest sizzle? <laughs> I was confused, too, because she's like, at, after this, she writes a note to to, ter- to Joey. And she's like, have fun in Monterey, you liar. And I'm like, was there a conversation, a deleted scene specifically where she's like, well, I'm definitely not taking any jobs in Monterey right now. If you get any phone calls <laughs> from me mentioning a job in Monterey, it's a prank phone call. Monterey? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you will go and trace the footsteps of John Steinbeck. <laughs> You'd be damned to Cannery Row. <laughs> I just, and also, that's a demotion. You want to stay in New York. Unless it's like, I don't know, maybe it's an anchor position in Monterey. And then you're going to work your way back. I don't know. That's why I thought it was all a phony phone call. But also, like again, because it's her presumption that she's going to live there forever and they're going to be fucking best buds. Well, she she is telling this guy, JP, she's like, oh, J- Joey's going to get me a job at the news station. Like, things are really looking oh, up for me right. now. Oh, Joey's going to get me a job at the news station. You know what, Joey? That's the last thing you want to do is get a complete stranger a job at your place of employment. Well, I think it's a, that's a way, a means to an end. And then but, you but, just uh, is yeah. it? Because then it's like, okay, I'm working with them. I'm living with them. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> yeah. Well, then she can introduce her to Doc, the cameraman, who's awfully lonely these oh, days and that's he's true. got an extra room in his house <laughs> he's got several um, so she winds up going back uh and kind of like almost hooking up with joey and then there's this great scene where pinhead like the hooks can't come out quite enough and he's like a little closer a little a little closer to the statue miss <laughs> oh, oh, i god. can't reach her jp closer <laughs> Oh, God damn it, it's stuck in the door. It won't go <laughs> across the chest. Oh, this is like an obnoxious seatbelt, isn't it? My God. Joey, we've got a tangle. Joey, JP, a tangle. <laughs> I do kind of appreciate that this movie has 
two female leads kind of leading the movie. Yeah, yes. for sure. But so why that's the one fuck? Okay, thing about yeah, no, it, it's, that is the one thing. No, it, it, it cycles winning the Bechdel test, but it keeps failing it because they keep bringing up other dudes. <laughs> it's like, all it's, JP or Pinhead. <laughs> exactly. We're all. It's, we have many scenes of two women talking, but it's like, yeah, but then that pin is like, oh fuck, you were this close. It, it, but is Pinhead now, isn't he genderless now that he's a Cenobite? He's a dude. Yeah. I promise you, Chris Cabin, I am a dude. <laughs> I don't A party it. dude. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can open beer bottles on these pins. <laughs> Butterball is crude but rude. Chatterer is a party dude. And the female Cenobite does machines. <laughs> she just does machines. Ew. She literally does machines. All she fucks are sex machines. She does them. <laughs> Hide your refrigerators. Um, <laughs> Ooh, refrigerator fetishist Chris Cabin. Yeah. So Fridge Perry, I sign me up. No, but so uh, then the statue eats JP and Pinhead is reborn. Here is the most unfortunate part of this scene. Yeah, so there's a little bit of a scuffle between JP and Terry. Yeah. Uh, and like Steve said, he gets eaten. As does JP's hilariously oversized leather jacket he's wearing in this oh, movie. Yeah. Nice. Dude, there is some ridiculous 90s clothing going on here. Oh, did you think that's where he got, like, he repurposed leather jacket for his outfit kind of a thing, maybe? Or no, no. Oh, they just he... get those leather outfits. I don't know where they're getting these leather outfits. Exactly. Custom shop. <laughs> yeah, but like, is in hell? Are they they're... hell's custom shop? Yeah, Satan's tailor has been working fucking overtime. Yeah, you got tailors in hell. I dude. guess hell invented black leather. Like yeah. everyone up there in the Bronze Age had like brown leather. Uh, oh, in hell we're making black leather. <laughs> so much of the Cenobites just look like they're wearing cheap Halloween costumes. They look like they're like fucking. You know, they look like Wes Borland. <laughs> <laughs> This is yeah. actu- this is actually pleather. We're not monsters. <laughs> I think I've actually seen like a, th- at least one Limp Bizkit video where he's wearing West Borland is wearing a pinhead jacket. Just yeah. that long yeah. coat. That yeah. sounds more of a Slipknot thing. It feels like they got no, their whole thing. West Borland was always all about. I'm gonna stand out in this really bad band. Yeah. Like you I'm gotta, gotta be do in a something, dude. <laughs> you, you gotta do, do something. You do have to do anything. <laughs> where where your band is made up of ninety percent leg tattoos and bo. Yeah, you gotta stand out. So at this point, <laughs> Joey goes to sleep. She wakes up in a dream. She, she's back in Vietnam, but then we transform into <laughs> World War One. That's what I love. It's like first we're in Vietnam for like a hot second in this scene, and then you're like, wait a minute. Well, look at all these holes that they're all in. Oh, <laughs> World War What? What? <laughs> and we meet... Uh, Welcome to War World. That's <laughs> all every war is going on at the same time. Uh, Captain uh, Elliot Spencer, who is actually Pinhead. Um, sort of, kind of. I Doug mean, he was- Bradley looks like... Uh, uh, oh, geez, now. Uh, Hugo Weaving. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. Big time. Yeah, mixed with Mr. That. Pitt. <laughs> oh wow! Yes, holy shit! That's very accurate. <laughs> he actually did. I, I thought he would play like a random admiral in a Star Wars movie. Oh, maybe. he totally. He could has that be. look to he him. He could have. Yeah. That'd be nice. Hey, first order's hiring. <laughs> we didn't talk about. I'm sorry to backtrack for two seconds, but we didn't talk about how disgusting it is when Pinhead comes out Ugh. of that statue. It takes a while, first of all. It does, but like, there's definitely just like. 
Ghostbusters looking ejaculate all over the place. Oh, There's right. like slime and ooze. It's also just like a little lazy. Like I would imagine like like exploding like a flesh statue. Just like yeah. they're throwing pieces of flesh on the ground like ooh. <laughs> it's very <laughs> lazy. Ooh. <laughs> And then there's just this slop everywhere. It's, I, yeah, it's gross. Is I kind of feel like, and he, what's the deal? He strikes the Terry. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. You'll be good, man. Don't. It's cool. You're fine. <laughs> uh, do you have somebody to come and clean this yeah. up? Uh, somebody in the boiler room. You, yeah, you're good because I, again, I can't get these chains up after I go. You know. <laughs> There's a Do you want to put on a cool movie for a while? <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe before bed, uh, another romp. Uh, just give me a few minutes watching PCU on VHS. We'll see where this goes. Have you seen Goodfellas yet? It's just astonishing. <laughs> <laughs> New on VHS. During this uh, flashback to World War One, so she starts getting into it with yeah. Doug Bradley as Corporal Elliot, whatever the fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and she definitely has the line... I just walked into madness for you. And you're like, oh, ew. There's also a dumb line of like, what the hell is going on here? And then somebody else is like, hell is very going on here. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? His his evil is too powerful at some point. I'm like, what, what the fuck does that mean? Well, So I guess this is like, this guy's in purgatory or something. Yeah. And Pinhead yeah. is like hell guy who went to Earth. And now like... They hatch a plan with this ghost to like merge him, who represents the humanity of the man who was once Pinhead. Yeah, to, yes. to combine it with Pinhead. Yeah, uh, to which this guy, this uh, Doug Bradley's like human character, goes, huh, "Probably never shaken hands with a ghost before." I actually, so I have wait. once. <laughs> So wait, is the Nom Daddy the ghost that's like bringing this all together? Oh my Nom Daddy! Look down. <laughs> oh the no- I think, I, when you said Nom Daddy, I thought you meant the statue because Nom 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 Nom. <laughs> I apologize. Okay, no. the, Nom's the, the Nom Vietnam Daddy, daddy. Yeah. Joey's father. I so. No, like, I, I think he's, he's just, just a, a hapless idiot ghost. An right? idiot, idiot, a <laughs> like I think he uses her dreams to it, sort of like whatever, and the, she's just dreaming about her dad. Yeah, but yeah, to lead. To the guy that's gonna stop him? Yeah. We're just, I, we're just going to Kruger Town now. Yeah, I, I guess. Also, I don't understand how you're having dreams about people you've never met. She clearly says that he died before she was born. Hey, uh, hey, Clive, it's uh, me, uh, Wes. Yeah, uh, Cothanu, uh, Hellraiser. Great, great, great. Thought we talked no dreams. Thought we were uh, pretty clear on the whole who got the dream part of the street there. Oh, I, uh, and then what was that? Oh, I caught that third one. Bringing him uh, right into the real world, huh? <laughs> Making him whole again, huh? Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Whatever, buddy. <laughs> you know what? Have a great Christmas. <laughs> Would you like a nipple ring? <laughs> I've got plenty of my craving. I got, I got, I got enough. I really right. do. Should I be calling Clive or Anthony about this? Is really is the question here. Who who's who's getting the phone call? Oh, I totally forgot. I think Eric said it, but yeah, there definitely is that line: "Dreams of one war are dreams of really? all war." Yeah, it's, I did not. Okay, it's, it's no, it's a real line that I jotted down. It's uh, another yeah. Elliot Spencer line. I guess that's where I remembered it from because <laughs> I actually didn't remember that. So that's. <laughs> 
this guy also refers to himself. He says, I was an explorer of hidden pleasures. Dude, you're just a pervert. <laughs> Thank just you, say yes. that you are a World War One pervert. Thailand pedophile. That's what that says <laughs> yes, right exa- there. Exactly. Because what are we talking about? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, sex tourism, cannibalism, maybe, yeah. right? Hunting people for sport. I think those are the three. Well, that's what I don't understand is like the idea at the end of this movie or this, the middle part of this movie where it's like, I'm the good part of it. No, you're you're like even worse, kind of. At least, at least <laughs> yeah, you fucking demon. started it, asshole. You're a he was a demon. He can't help it. You were <laughs> picked. True. You were handpicked by the devil to become Pinhead. <laughs> exactly. That's how fucking bad you were. You were yeah. recruited out of high school, dude. <laughs> Because <laughs> you were so good at being a fucking creep. So he finds that box, and that's how it all starts, and he becomes Pinhead. But, but like, again, this box. I know you might have said it was made out of wood once, but what the fuck with this box? I don't know. I honestly it's don't know already, with the box. So it's already like that beautiful metalish shape Yeah. in 1918, I guess. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, dude, yeah, it's just a big old shoulder shrug. Okay. I'm well, sure there's some Wikipedia page that explains oh, it all, like but all I can't. the Knights Templar built it. <laughs> That's what you would expect, right? Yeah. But then that next movie, it's just like, oh, I'm carving it from some wood. Oh, my wife doesn't approve of my project. Oh. <laughs> I was an explorer of pleasures. I would get chicken nuggets with a regular sized <laughs> meal. I was the first. <laughs> I was the first guy to put uh, ranch on pizza. (laughs) What a decadent, decadent life I had. Disgustingly delicious. I had the thought of pumping cheese into the crust. (laughs) And yes, the devilish feat of eating it backwards. (laughs) Dip that fry in the frosty now. Just like weird choir music as it's going slowly and slowly towards oh, the shake. Kevin, I think Pinhead was with us at Neptune Diner when I started dip, when I started dipping French fries into lobster bisque. Yes. <laughs> oh fuck, dude, that is the most decadent thing you could. That's decadent as fuck. I was a young man, an explorer of tastes. Yeah, dude, and an explorer of your bathroom with the fucking diner bisque, dude. Neptune. I had to call you out for the not getting cheese fries. Yeah, yeah. Well, Neptune Diner's bisque is a cut above. Ah. You best believe I created disco fries. <laughs> That's right. Gravy on cheese fries. I was a, a connoisseur of pleasures. I, I, uh, one Sunday, I didn't get dressed at all, and I watched all of the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> they, were on, they were on sci-fi, and I just kind of couldn't get out of the couch. Behold, the KFC double down. <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude, that was created by <laughs> Satan himself. Now, I know what you're thinking. You might want to pin nachos on me, but no, no, that was the man upstairs. <laughs> yeah, dude, definitely That's created by God. Absolutely. <laughs> the one Lord. Uh, no, so, <laughs> oh, dude, nacho Lord? I would pray to that guy. <laughs> I don't pray, but if I did, I'd pray to a nacho God. <laughs> I was just thinking of a really fat fucking Star Lord, <laughs> Nacho Lord, yep. dude seated at the right hand of the taco, dude. Don't even worry about it. That is a religion I can get behind. So the plan is like, look, all you need to do is bring him here to limbo, and I'll I'll punch him in the nose, <laughs> or I'll what? give him a good slobber knocker. Uh, so like that's the plan. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> slobber knocker. It's a is that a uh, fellatio? Move? No, it's a rat. <laughs> it's an it Albany sounds like expression. It, it, it's. A- <laughs> 
<laughs> it sounds like it would be. Uh, it's a wrestling thing. Oh. By God, it's going to be a slobber knocker tonight, boy. Oh, my God. Jim Ross just said fellatio on the air. Let's just pretend it's a wrestling <laughs> We'll, get, we'll, no, we'll fold it in. It'll be in every broadcast now. Yeah, now we got to do it every time so the audience doesn't think we're talking about dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. Um, this is the big pinhead scene. His coming out party. He gets into the boiler room. Oh. And this is when he kills like 30 people. It's, it's huge, awesome. It's pretty damn I gotta good. 30? Yeah, well, yeah. That, that's a low fucking... Well, you show 30 deaths at yes, once. Yes, okay, that's fair. You know what? This movie's pretty short. I could have had this sequence be 10 minutes. Yeah. I Because it's... I. The one thing I will say about most of these movies, really good practical effects. Yeah, sure. Uh, and it's also... Pinhead is getting pretty creative here. It's not just fucking flaying everybody. Yes. There are all... There's a dude who gets a mouth full of pool balls. <laughs> oh, my God. Someone's having... Some lady's having a drink. The drink... The ice of the drink leaves the drink, turns into Pinhead's face... Oh, yeah. And then stabs her in the face. It's pretty fucking cool, man. The weird... <laughs> gotta say. The weird baby fucking monster starts fucking dancing oh that middle. thing was weird that i didn't know what really to make creepy. of that well there, there's like a fun doll that's just a, a baby doll hanging from a thing cause it's a, a you know scuzzy club and then it starts like dancing and killing people sort of oh that's right it was part of the decor at the boiler yes. room oh i forgot yes the, the barb wire guy also is oh. art decor <sighs> and then he goes onto the bartender that, that's yep. and then the CDs start right. cutting people. There's a lot of CD death in this. Lots and lots more so than uh, what was that Dolph Lundgren film? Ooh, uh, I, I come, come in peace. peace. Yeah, yeah, a lot of CD death in that mm-hmm. movie too. But it couldn't hold a candle to Hellraiser no, no, Three: no. Call in Hell yeah, on Earth. It's not compact disc. It's compact death. Oh, Eric Cisco, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm clapping for myself. Uh, then Joey is watching television. There's a news report like, oh, my God, the boiler room is like under siege. You know, everything's really bad. And then she's like, oh, my God, I got to go there. But uh-oh, the TV was unplugged the whole time. Oh, man, doesn't that just fucking steam your clams, dude? Whatever. She calls up Doc and she's like, oh, Doc. poor fucking Doc. <laughs> Doc is at home sleeping. Literally asleep. And Sli- she goes, sleeping it off. Uh, he's like, yeah, I was sleeping it off probably. <laughs> and he's like, uh, hello? And she goes, Doc, are you watching TV? Clearly this man just woke up. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, turn on channel 12. You know, there was a big massacre down at the boiler room. We got to get down there or, or something's happening. Yeah. And he turns on channel 12 and it's like some, fu- it's like La Traviata or something. <laughs> like there's an opera on. And I, I got to admit, I felt pretty dumb because I was like, I don't get it. Why yeah. is this TV broken? <laughs> Until then, you see the unplugged television yes. in her sweet apartment. And Pin- Pinhead is drawing her out because Pinhead wants to destroy the box. Right. And and he knows, I guess, that she's in possession of it. Did Terry sure. tell him? I guess, some, yeah, I guess Terry got, got to talk. She <laughs> becomes like a, a Cenobite herself, right? This That's is when, right. Yeah, this is when yeah. all the Cenobites start to get revealed. She goes there. She meets Pinhead. She sees all this death and destruction, almost throws up. A couple of times. Uh, Just like me watching this movie. Poor Doc has had his head removed and a fucking camera stuck on it. Oh, that's he looks, that sucks. He looks like a Borg now. He does look like <laughs> well, a Borg. Yeah, right? Apropos of, he looks like old John Carpenter. <laughs> he kind of does. Well, he's the first... I was just going to say, before the Cenobite transformation, he looks yeah, like oh, yeah, old yeah, John Carpenter. He looks like old John Carpenter. When he turns into a Cenobite, he looks like a Borg. Clive, <laughs> it's about your franchise! <laughs> <laughs> but he, 
is the only mustachioed Cenobite. That's right. Ooh. Which I think is, I, I feel like Pinhead was okay with it because of the time crunch, but like really, we, we like to keep it clean here. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I think yeah. it's like the, the, the dress code of the New York Yankees, yes. man. <laughs> Madly changed those sideburns. <laughs> like if Randy Johnson became a Cenobite, he's got, <laughs> he you're, you're shaving like that shit, man. <laughs> I'm slaughtering birds with baseballs left and right. Listen, it's uh, you, you know, I, I love, I love how much you're flaying everyone. You're, you've really figured out the hook system much quicker than I did, even. But it's the mustache. It's a uh, little. It's gotta go. I, I, I didn't even know you could use the lens to pluck a head <laughs> like that. That was yeah. just that was stunning. There, that was an interesting choice. Yeah, there's an interesting. He kills someone by shooting them through the head. With the camera, well, and then like, makes a close-up he, joke. He, it's like an Anton Chigurh thing. Like he's getting up on top. <laughs> it, it does look like a cattle air gun thing. Well, or Piston whatever. Head, who was J.P. Monroe or whatever. Where did the Pistons come from? Uh, yeah, exactly. Because it's but, like but, fucking dude. Like the Pistons are always <laughs> thrusting. But if there's so. ever an opportunity for an Anton Chigurh like uh, murder, Piston Head, you'd think would be the guy, not Camera Head. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah, true. Camera Head recorded jerk off in the corner, and then you, <laughs> yeah, pervert head, dude, <laughs> pervert. Oh, oh autofocus head man. Oh yeah, oh, that's true. He's that that son of a just goes around hitting people over the head with lamps. Oh, yeah, speaking of John Carpenter, <laughs> um, then we also have CD head guy who's a lot of fun. I like him. Oh, he's got he's this, shooting razor CDs. This dude was the DJ at the club. So that's I, I love that. Like what you were in life, you're like partially <laughs> damned to continue Take as a your profession. job down to hell with you. <laughs> You'd be podcasting. Head. Oh yeah. fuck! Do we just have like microphones coming out of our eyes? Mm-hmm. Not bad, I guess. Yeah. Or, or maybe it would be like an. We'll like we'll we'll we're like banshees that hit a certain frequency that makes everyone poo their pants. <laughs> oh shit, well, dude! Yeah. Or you, or you'd have the board on your chest, and oh, then like yeah. just like oh, random like, wires shoot out and kill oh, people. Totally, yeah, dude. <laughs> You know, Darth Vader kind of had a board on his chest. He did. I love all those buttons <laughs> and knobs. Did. What the fuck was that? He had an Arnold soundboard. That's what it was. <laughs> How are you? How are you? <laughs> yeah. What is he doing? I'm Detective John Kimball. <laughs> um. So, uh, but the, and then there's also the bar, the bartender guy. Yeah. Who's got barbed wire all over his face? He's got a, a like a, a little martini mixer in his he left does, hand. He does, dude. It's great. He's got like the shaker and a, and I. As far as I can tell, he doesn't make use of it. Did I miss something? No, he actually later in the film, the cops are like trying to get him and like he sprays them out of his mouth and this lady cop goes, it's gasoline. Oh, and yeah. Stands completely still. Yep. While she gets blown up by, uh, by he, the, the, the... He doesn't spit, by the way. He does use the mixer, but like a bartender, he's fucking drunk. Oh. So he throws the thing. <laughs> it opens halfway through. A little bit of gasoline gotcha. gets on Oh, and then he breathes fire. Yeah. That's right, yeah. I think also when Pinhead makes his way into the, the massacre here, I believe it's him that has the line, I'm here. To turn up the volume. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, dude. I just caught that on VHS. It was a good one. I love Happy Harry Hardon. <laughs> I thought the song Pump Up the Volume would be in it too, but strangely, it is not. <laughs> Waiting the whole goddamn time. Uh, but then, like, so they wind up going into this construction site, which, th- th- by the way, this spoiler this movie is set in New York but filmed in North Carolina because there's fucking fir trees all over the place. Oh, <laughs> fir trees, quaint sidewalks and street lamps. Like, she's running down this street, like, towards the construction site. By the way, did you notice she passes the Elm Street Cafe? 
Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I hate uh, uh, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's Wes again. Uh, Hi. Not funny. (laughs) Have a great Christmas. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like this like river of electric water is chasing Uh, her down the street. It's a river of electric water. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so they get to this construction site. And dude, yeah, it is just out in the middle of a fucking forest, this thing. (laughs) And Pinhead is up on top of something. And he's like, yes, this is when she meets Piston Head Guy, who's JP. And Terry, who's smoking lady, which is, we're bringing that fetish in here. Like, oh my God, a smoking woman. Well, dude, that was like during the raunchy sex scene earlier in the film. JP's just got like the butt just hanging out. And yeah. he's like, he's smoking without hands yeah. and just like fucking. And I was like, this is so disgusting. <laughs> this woman is getting ash all over her. My God, smoking and sex. Keep the cigarettes out of the bedroom. Well, Terry's got like, she's doing a little bit of a Beetlejuice there. She's got the cigarette in her like throat. Yeah. yeah. But also, does she have cigarettes? Fingers, I couldn't yes, figure that out. Okay, really? Yeah. Does I'm she not... have to like buy new ones, or are those perma cigarettes? Well, I think they're. Per- <laughs> I don't think they're fingers. She's just smoking, as well <laughs> as having gonna... one in the fucking. I if think... I was, if I, my smoking, I smoke a little bit, but I would smoke a lot more if I was a Cenobite. Oh, absolutely, well, you, dude. Especially uh, if you have to. <laughs> if that's your Cenobite gag, yeah. right? I think they're like plastic one hitters. Oh, so gotcha. they just they never whittle down. Oh, She's just how about this... a weedo bite, right? Oh yeah, dude. Sign me up. <laughs> that that's <laughs> what you would be. I, yeah, I would be that. I would be the chillest Cenobite of all time, FYI. No, just, no. I mean, have regular pleasure, not you, terrible pleasure. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's you, like, hey, man, like, why do you need to go that extreme? You're going to go to hell if I could ever get off the couch, all right? <laughs> oh, more Batman the Animated Series? I'll be right here. Well, that's what kind of sucks. Like, I don't know what exactly are Piston Head and fucking Smoker doing. What do you like, mean? Like, you know how a CD guy can kill you with the fucking oh, thing? Oh, sure, sure. The guy's got the camera that kills you. Yeah. Smoker just kind of puts one out on you. Yeah. And, like, yeah, and then she's just like... Tss, 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 and it's like a while. And Piston Head's just horny? Yeah. I, like, I, I don't get it. I, I want to see like, some powers. I feel like there was probably a deleted idea there where it was like, and then Piston Head just fucks you to death, right? It was like... <laughs> I don't know, Clive. <laughs> a smoker is just going to smoke your entire body like a cigar. <laughs> oh, a smoking woman. Oh, she's lighting up. But she's, they're like kind of all around her. And then uh, Pinhead from on high is like, yes, these, this is my new crew. They're a bit of, <laughs> he does say, they're a shadow of my old crew, though. Which is kind of like, oh, oh man. May I present to you the dreaded CD guy, camera dude, cigarette girl. Piston head, we really ran out of ideas. It's it's what I had on me at the time. Look, I just unlocked hell. Do you really want the A game? It's not going to happen. This was a short thing. Yes, yes, I get it. I too miss Butterball. (laughs) Do you not understand short notice? It was tonight I needed them. There is a cab driver that gets a... He's an innocent bystander. Oh, what happens gets, to the cab driver? He gets a fucking CD right in the oh, head yeah, or dude. the throat or something. Also, this is some lazy shit. Like, I appreciate the fact that they wanted to set this movie in New York City. Sure. Cool place to take the franchise. That's fine. There's one actual shot of Times Square. and then Yeah, there. we do have a shot of Times Square. We've got some B-roll, the yeah. skyline. That's fine. Uh... uh but my God, when these cops are hanging out, did you catch this on their badges? Summit Company Police? Oh, no. So are they like a security yeah, firm? Yeah, it's, it's, it's Summit Company 
security and then they just put police on top of it right it's like jesus christ man get some phony nypd things there please yeah you want a license what <laughs> hell what yeah all right show sure, 50 bucks then yeah you can do that easily totally um, <laughs> go cheap and just get detectives then you yeah. just get a fucking trench coat i'm, cle- and I'm cleaning up new york okay first <laughs> of all we're gonna stop Having our fucking name besmirched in Hellraisers and Oh God, it's the worst of the Cenobites. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Speaking of chatters, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the Cenobites are polluting Times Square. <laughs> Where is it? Is it before or after she gets to the the construction site? I think it might be after because there's this whole scene with the church. Oh, right. No, on her way, she stops at this church, which is like. Takes it's a whole different movie for five minutes. Yes, you know? it very much is. Because like, oh, it would be really cool if Pinhead like fucked with a church, and that's this scene. We drop in. This priest is like, oh my child, there's no such thing as demons, and it's like, well, what the fuck is that? Yeah, you know, he comes in, he mocks like the Jesus crucifixion by pulling pins out of his head and yeah. jamming them into his own hands, and he even does the like arms outstretched, head slightly down wow. at an angle thing. What an edge lord loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to own the libs too. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't fucking do anything. Nothing no, he, happens. He destroys that altar though. Look out. He destroys the altar. He does he, it takes him a while to take his pins out. It's like are there like bugs on them or what? I thought it was on? just supposed to be like part of his brain. Oh, yes. I see. Ooh, yeah. That's Edge. why he's dumb. <laughs> Yeah, it's a yeah, is an edge lord loser. I agree with that. Does he kill the priest or no? He cut. He makes the priest like eat like a false sacrament. Which oh is no, like, that's oh that's right. He fucking rips like part of his own body off and feeds it to this yeah. dude. And he does yeah, like this is my flesh, this is my blood. And like there's some steam coming out, but you, we cut away from whatever happens to this priest. I need to see it. You I, see him spin it out though. Yeah. It's got the actors like Patilli. In the rock, when he punches the green ball into the guy's yes, mouth, yeah. that's what I need. That, dude, Precisely I need to shove that in there. <laughs> I'm going to choke my money out of you. <laughs> then he gets it. And he has some line. It's like so there's very pinhead lines in this scene. He's like, I am the way. Uh, I mean, the way is sort of whatever. No, I, I mean know. like that famous fastball song. <laughs> I am a story of an old couple that drove away and killed themselves. They made up their minds <laughs> and then started talking. Where were they going without ever knowing the way? They drank up the wine. <laughs> Uh, good song. Good. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> um, 90s jams. So right when all of these Cenobites are on her, about to get her, she solves the puzzle box, Yep. and everybody goes away. We cut. We're back in limbo. This is the line, though. This is the most important line in the entire oh, franchise. Play with this, pinhead. Oh, right. That's where it's uh, uttered for the first time. Right. She zaps all the Cenobites yeah. back into the box or into hell or whatever. And then <laughs> we do get the dream. We're back in purgatory. She meets her daddy in Vietnam yes. again. And she, he's like, oh, you did such a great job. Why don't you just give me that box? Why don't you, why don't you give me that box? <laughs> hey, babe. Oh, man. Long time no see. Why don't you give me that box? He plays it a little cooler than that. <laughs> he's just like, I, uh, I don't know. I just, they just told me to come here. Apparently, you're my like daughter and... Um, 
you, they said you'd have something for me. I'm still getting used to the whole spiritual thing. Uh, you know, <laughs> and it's a, it's a box, probably, probably yeah. a box. Yeah, it's probably a box. And you know, I could use it, but I lost my box in the war, <laughs> as you see. I lost my box in Vietnam. Okay. <laughs> oh, Dad, how about here? Have this box. This is what they must mean. And then, uh-oh, turns out to what? be Pinhead in what? Disguise. What? Stolen Valor. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> now, is Shit, it? we better end this scene pretty quickly. This is really illegal. <laughs> this guys. is the evilest thing I've done. <laughs> Thank you for your service, ghost man. <laughs> is it, um, is it the dad as, like, when he's revealed to be evil because it's kind of he's got like a smirk really quickly oh, yeah. kind of a thing does the dad say it or yeah. does like Doug Bradley as Pinhead say it there's a line where uh, w- one of the versions of this monster goes you're so ripe Joey and it's harvest time oh yeah it's, it's, a, it's a Hellraiser line dude it's a, it's a line from a Hellraiser movie so like ghost Doug Bradley comes out there's some fucking time cop head melding going on I thought there was gonna be right. a real time cop like they can't occupy the same space well they can't because they merge <laughs> well the weird thing is uh, but first because it's Hellraiser and because we gotta jerk off to something absolutely uh, she gets right before like they go back to the, the bunker where where uh, Hellraiser became, or Pinhead became Pinhead, and then he's like, well, I'm going to tie you up. She gets tied up. They put some, like, bondage mask on her. Oh, that's right. Somebody was getting somewhere with this sequence. I think it's a thing, because I was going to say this earlier, I wish there was a thing where we saw, like, the making of a Cenobite, Uh like, in Hell, and I think this is how it starts. No, dude, in, in... in Hellraiser 2, they do we get some some origin stories? There's a guy who goes, this crooked doctor. He goes in. It's like a big version of the puzzle box, and he uh-huh. kind of goes in. It's like a Cenobite machine. Oh, it is really? A, <laughs> oh, it's like Inspector Gadget or something. Yeah, it starts like injecting him with like there's a Cenobite juice. <laughs> yes, and now we're taking some blood. Oh, isn't Charlie this- Chaplin's in the gears. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of like tiny Cenobites start measuring him to see what his leather gown will be. Oh, okay, I didn't remember that. I haven't seen the second one in a really long time. That's a, you're it, but it, it looks like she's on her way to oh, being yes. cenobited. Yes, cenobitten. Uh, oh, once cenobitten. Welcome to cenobites. May I take your order? <laughs> no, we are out of mozzarella sticks. <laughs> Tired of telling everyone I'm out of mozzarella sticks. How embarrassing. What are, what are the specials tonight? Brains and <laughs> fuck. Wait, let me go back to my manager. Hold on, I'll just, just, I'm sorry. It was actually Flan. (laughs) I said, fuck, I meant Flan. Oh, man. I confuse those all the time. Damn it, honey, I was really in the mood for fuck. (laughs) A hot bowl of fuck. I'm going to order the fuck medium rare. Excuse me, uh, thank you. Um, Thank you for the drink. Is this guy going to be jerking off at our table the entire time? <laughs> well, it's oh, table side fuck. Yes. Okay, it's, it's, it's a restaurant. That's, uh, that's the theme. It's a theme <laughs> they restaurant. They prepare at the table. You know, like you've, we've been to some of those nice restaurants that do like guacamole. They prepare at the table. <laughs> this guy prepares the fuck at the table. He takes his dick out. He jerks off. Our waitress has been smoking the whole time. <laughs> I don't really know if you allow that in here. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't want to make a scene. I will just be quiet about it, but I found a hair in my fuck. <laughs> And in my flying. Actually, that, that is how the, that is, yes, that is how the fuck is prepared. We're doing a, it's kind of a play on the 1970s. Very hairy fuck. I should have said that. It's my mistake. We will comp you the flan. You get, you get a free flan, but you're paying for the fuck. 
So they meld together or whatever. And then uh, while that's going on, she turns the puzzle box into a knife. That's something from the second one as well, where you can uh-huh. kind of... T- it's a fortune fire thing. Oh, of. yeah, this will kill. <laughs> it's a Swiss army box. She d- she <laughs> says, you know, the, the your famous, go to hell, and stabs right. him. yeah. And, well, he's like, stab me, man, do it. Oh, like, yes. Because it's like good pinhead v evil pinhead. He's like, I believe in you, Joey. Yeah, like his, uh, Doug Bradley's head, like, kind of... Jumps yeah. back again, bad 90s CGI. Oof, real bad. Sort of like morphs out real quick, like, do it. Yeah. Uh, so she does it. Go to hell. She And then yeah. she escapes and like, she wakes up in the literally in a forest. I mean, this is not. <laughs> I think Twilight was going on next door. <laughs> and she's like, wow, that was really something. Remember when I was trying to be a reporter? Ah, eh, forget it. And she kind of picks up. <laughs> She picks up this box, and it's a construction site, a big thing of cement. She puts it in there because she thinks that's the best move. But, like, this is, like, the sun is just rising. Yeah. There's just wet cement, like a pool of wet cement yeah, just that's there. great point. <laughs> and also it's weird because, like, and this is also a continuity error, but it shouldn't be shocking. But, like, she takes this thing and pushes it all the way down. Like, her hand gets submerged in the cement. Yeah, how deep is this thing? I thought something would grab her. Like, yeah. yeah, pull her in, right? But then when it cuts to, like, a wider shot, she's like, huh, it's over. And there's no cement on either hand. She just walks away. You'd be spending at least 30 minutes getting that off. I said it once. I'll say it again. Get on like a Richie Tenenbaum ship. Go to the middle of the yeah, ocean yeah, yeah. and toss the fucker oh, down. Oh, great. Now we got dolphin centibytes. Wonderful. Oh, Jesus, that'll give me nightmares. Ooh, a, a megalodon centibite. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, the, the megabyte. Oh, Aquaman <laughs> centibite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My man! <laughs> My man, Pinhead! <laughs> Fierce pleasures! Uh, and then it's a weird, like, time... She walks away, and, like, yeah. that's the end of her. Time passes, and you see, like, the building that was built on the site, and it just looks like the box. What the fuck? Dude, it's Cenobite HQ, and that's what I want the next movie to be. I want it's like the Ceneb- Men in Black office. Cenobite Incorporated. <laughs> yes! <laughs> also known as Amazon. No, this is gonna be... Yeah... <laughs> The sequel to this movie, I didn't see it, but it should be just Gremlins 2, but with Cenobites. Yes! Oh, that would have been pretty great. Right? It's in an office building. This God. kind of is Gremlins 2 with like the, the there's an electricity gremlin. Now there's a these a Cenobites, CD Cenobite. They're very Gremlin-esque. Yeah. Gremlin 2-esque. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Bat Cenobite, there's a lady Cenobite, there's a vegetable Cenobite. Got a Dracula Cenobite? You got a uh <laughs> Remember that line in RoboCop or, or, or RoboCop two or three, where there's an old man at the police station giving his son like shit or whatever. It's like, oh, you got a uh, RoboCop? Oh, you got a vampire cop? You got a uh, Aqua Cop? Yeah. That I do not remember. It's in one of those movies. And I think it's, it's the I third cha- one. I cherish it. I, think I cherish that shit. line. Uh, and then we just end end with fucking Lemmy singing Hellraiser oh. the song. Uh, yikes! Oof. Terrible. What a, what a poor use of motor. Hellraiser! Yeah. Ooh. Okay. All right. I wonder when that song was written. Was it for the film or was it on a motorhead? It was record? on it was on a record. Was yep. it made before the first one? Because that should just same, be like the titular song. Same you, year, maybe? Do you know who wrote that song oh. with Lemmy? Clive. I'll, Avi, Ozzy Osbourne, my friends. Oh really? shit. Didn't he also record a version of it? Oh, it's a Hellraiser. It's fantastic. I bet you anything Hellraiser is his favorite horror franchise. It's wonderful. Shine! Hellraiser's on! 
Yeah, I'm fine. I'm going to bed again. <laughs> more, of a wa- more of a Warlock fan, Aussie. You know that. You know that. <laughs> oh, fucking. That's the end of this movie, man. Would anybody recommend it? It's a light recommend. It's kind of a fun, stupid, goofy horror movie. It's a little bit extreme. And I can see... I, 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 here's the thing. With the whole Hello Riser franchise, if you say, fuck that franchise, you're totally right. Yeah. If you say you're into it, fine. It's none of my business. I think the first one's fine. The second one's boring. The third one's just kind of fun and stupid. Probably the dumbest of the three, but the most fun. Yeah. And then after that, I'll, I'll never watch one of these ever again. <laughs> it's a light <laughs> recommend for me, too, because this is one of those franchises where you have to go for the stupid ones. Yes. The third and the fourth one, I think, are the stupidest, so those are the two I would recommend. Mm. Uh, the first two are garbage, I think. Um, complete trash. But I did want to bring up uh, in the massacre scene, yeah. Zach Galligan of Gremlins uh-huh. is oh, an extra murdered. Like he he you there's a shot of him getting killed in the massacre scene. Do you know what happens to him? No, I have no, I mean like it's in the trivia. You yeah. can, oh. And Zach Galligan has some weird mm-hmm. fucking blood oath with <laughs> Anthony Hickox because he was in both those waxwork movies. Right, that I remember. And he has a fucking Hickox directed the second Warlock movie. For no reason whatsoever, Zach Galligan shows up as like a date at a door that Julian Sands just fucking murders. Why Maybe they're like buds or something. They I could be best buds. Oh, Zach Galligan, Cenobite, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. yeah vegetable Cenobite. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to pretend that Zach Galligan played his Gremlins character in this movie. Oh, and that's oh. how that's the end of Billy? That's how he yep. goes? <laughs> fucking Finally. Well, if you are going to do a blood oath, I say go Joe Dante over Anthony Hickok. So the city was just like closed down and besieged by Gremlins <laughs> right before the Cenobite outbreak. Bad timing, bad luck. Yeah, dude. I will say actually, the, the, both of those franchises have a lot in common because the first one actually opens in like a similar kind of e- ancient Asia thing where a guy oh, yeah. does it really. Yeah, the yeah. guy's like, oh, oh what is your pleasure? Right. Or, the first one, there's an Asian man selling the box, but yes. they're like in Egypt or something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's like how like Silk Road. Yeah. It was funny, Steve, because you mentioned this at the Big Daddy Dispatch recently, and I totally agree with you how you will always, 10 times out of 10, Forget that the Exorcist starts in Iraq. Hold Every it. single time. <laughs> Every, you will pu- put that movie on. Here we go. We're getting ready to fucking see Father Karras in Iraq. Yeah, it's like, what? Did I put the wrong DVD? What the <laughs> yep. fuck am I in the desert for? And it's like three minutes, but it's like a weird three minutes. It's a weird three minutes. Uh, Eric Siska? Yes, I would not recommend this. I don't like the Hellraiser series, but I think if you have to watch one of them, the first one I think is fine. Yes. But yeah, no. I put it, By the way, mm-hmm. huge recommend. Gremlins 2. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, absolutely. I actually really love Amazing Gremlins movie. 2. That's a it's fun movie. as fuck. I would say, for me, I do dislike this franchise. This is like a creaky hand recommend. It's a more competent sequel. Mm-hmm. And Chris Cabin, I think you're batshit crazy, man, saying that like some of the earlier ones, the crazier ones, you get to the fucking Lance Henriksen video game one. You get to the fucking found footage well, one. I, I should say. found footage one? I think it's... Tech, it, that's what's weird. It's... M- Half of them, this was the second to most recent one, I think. Okay. Within the last like two or three years, there's one where like a good chunk of the movie is found footage mm-hmm. and then it totally abandons the concept oh, yeah. and then it's just a movie. Uh, Very stupid. I, I should make a point. I didn't watch anything past Bloodline. Oh, uh, I, oh I, I stopped right there. Oh, the fucking pleasures that you can experience. <laughs> that I have happily averted. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is Hellraiser 3, colon, Hell on Earth, uh, directed uh, by uh, uh, Anthony Hickox, Zach Galligan's best friend. Yeah. Uh, for more We Hate Movies, check out whmpodcast.com. Oh, 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 just got handed something from the newsroom. Something from the news desk. What okay, do we got? It looks like <clears throat> our Patreon episode this month on patreon.com slash wehatemovies uh-huh. is Van Helsing. What? Yeah, the huge Jackman <laughs> movie. Uh-huh. And if you sign up that $5 level, gang, you get so much shit. You get Ready Player One. That was last month's. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a whole lot more. A whole lot more. There's tons of... You get of... Bright, Man of Steel, speaking about Henry Cavill, Jungle to Jungle, mm-hmm. tons of stuff, and you'll also tons get of stuff. Animation Damnation. We're doing the Smurfs this month. That'll be fun. Uh, so check that out. Patreon.com slash We Hate Movies. Uh, rate and review the show wherever you get it. We would greatly appreciate it. Steve Sadak, as the terrifying Halloween spooktacular continues next week, what will we be talking about? We're talking about a haunted dog in Man's <laughs> yeah. Best Friend. Dude, I love this movie. It's a great movie. Dude, he pees asses. <laughs> so until next uh, week with uh, Lance Henriksen's Acid Pee, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Cabin. Eric Acid Pee. Take it easy. Oh, I'm going to give that guy a million dollars. I can't find Eric Acid P. <laughs> we all go a little mad sometimes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Sometimes. That is what I... Time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. They're coming to get you, Barbara. He's sick for fuck's sake. seen one too many movies. Now, Sid, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. What the fuck are you in the back? What an excellent day for an exorcism. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>